everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Anabaptist Perspectives. I'm here with Bryant Martin. We're in State College, Pennsylvania. It's a, it's a little different for in the Anabaptist world, especially the conservative Anabaptist world, to have something like this in an urban setting where you've started a coffee shop slash cafe right here in downtown um, near a college. Tell us about that. Like, what's the vision? How did this thing get started? What inspired you to do this? Um, my wife and I, Linnell, um, have lived in an urban setting ever since we got married in 2008. Three years ago, we moved here to State College, Pennsylvania, with the dream of starting a, an urban um, cafe or coffee shop where we could naturally reach out to the people living in this, in this area. And so when we got here, um, there were several others in the congregation here who had that same vision. And we began to pray about it together, we began to pray about specifically for a kingdom embassy that we could have right in downtown, uh, right next to Penn State University. And there's 45,000 students. There's um, 45,000? 45, That's a lot of people. Wow. There's international students here from 130 different countries. Wow. So lots of opportunity. And so we began to pray about that. <clears throat> and then, um, so we moved here in, in 2015, like I said, uh, in February of 2015, exactly seven years basically after we got married. Wow. And, uh, and then later uh, that, that year, um, in August, as we've been praying about the congregation, we discovered uh, this place here uh, was for sale. And so we began to pray about it, began to interact with the owners, and within uh, several days, we had to move very quickly because there was another party that was interested as well. Uh, we were able to acquire this place. A month later, September 8th, um, all these details I haven't forgotten because it was, it was very uh, big, big time for us. Um, we actually were able to open the cafe. God really um, brought together uh, a lot of different resources. We did not do it on our own. He brought people to work alongside my wife and creating the menu. Um, you know, certain, numerous ones from our congregation uh, jumped in and helped. And so really uh, what you see here is a combination of, of many, many people mm -hmm. uh, that God just brought you know, out of the blue. In, in thinking about how we started here. It's really important, I believe, to talk about how we got the name and a couple other details surrounding this actual location. Um, so my wife and I had a name in our back pocket for a couple years of, of what we could, would call our cafe when we started it. And after we leased this location, the leasing company said, uh, there's no way you can have your name um, because it has coffee in it. And our biggest customer is Starbucks, which is 50 feet away from us here. <laughs> And so that was kind of a blow because um, we were really looking forward to having that mm -hmm. name. Mm -hmm. So we began to pray about it. Uh, Lord, you know what? What name would you have us to um, to use here? Uh, within about a week after we leased it, this all was happening. Um, I was still working for a former company that I was part of. One day I was talking with my wife on the phone and she was headed downtown here um, to the cafe. And I said, hey, Linnell, what is this street right next to our cafe? What is it called? And she goes, it's called Sower Street. I was like, what? Sower Street, really? And mm, so, mm -hmm. sowers, of course, a sower went forth, sowing the word. It's such, there's just so much, you know, packed into that, so yeah. much meaning. We began talking about it, and out of that came sower's harvest. Another really neat thing that happened, too, in that time, so I told you a little while back, earlier we were praying as a congregation for a, a kingdom embassy mm -hmm. uh, in downtown State College. About a month then, after we were even opened up maybe, we realized that this parking lot here is called Ambassador Square. And actually this building that we're in is called the Ambassador Building. And um, so that really um, was um, mm -hmm. a blessing mm -hmm. um, to realize that because, wow, you know, we wanted an embassy, you know, a piece of the home country on, on foreign soil. And then it felt mm -hmm. like uh, God just really, really blessed that. I, I remember when, when hearing about when this thing opened, 
and hearing about how quickly it grew. Can you t speak into that a little bit? We're right downtown. Uh, we have you know four floors above us, about I think 200 students in this building. Wow. Surrounded okay. by apartment buildings. The campus is just a, block, a half a block away. 45,000 students, um, of course, you know, local people as well. So at first, you know, we're kind of tucked in the center of this building, um, back behind, you know, Starbucks against the street. So we're kind of back in off the main walkway. And we didn't do any advertising either in starting. We just felt like wow. we had to first figure out conquer the mountain of, of, of coffee and cuisine because it was so new to us and mm -hmm. all of our staff that was coming on had no experience. So we just opened up our, opened up our, our doors one day and um, I remember the first, our first two customers in the door is Paul who lives four stories above us here. Mm -hmm. He's still here. I spoke with him today. Um, and then also a, um, an international student from Kuwait who became good friends with, had him in our home for dinner, he and his father wow. actually. So I'll never forget. You know, those, those two customers in the door. But yeah, so it started off very slow and then our name started to get out. One of the things that are, are the, the restaurants around us who were telling us is that you need to be open on Sunday um, and that you also need to be open late because after two o'clock, you can really make a lot of money off the, the crowds coming out of the bars. And so I knew those two weren't an option. We did have some evening hours at first, um, but as we started getting into it and started getting busier and busier and all of a sudden our team was hitting 18 people. And so we began to cut back. Um, till today, you know, we're only open five days a week, starting at 7.30, um, closing wow. at 3. Yeah, like, and, and the one thing that I found interesting about what you're doing here is you give a, away a lot of your profits for this business. And um, what, why, it was the big question, and also what, what are you doing with, with the way God has blessed this business? Obviously, it's a for-profit venture. I mean, we're not, you know, this isn't like a non-profit ministry or something. Um, but how are you using this business as a way of blessing others, blessing the community, using it to, to reach out to the people around you. One of the things that, that, that we network with or maybe a ministry that we dovetail with is, is All Nations Bible Translation. And starting this cafe, it was like, how can we steward this space? Mm -hmm. um, how can we make it business's mission? Even though we are a for-profit business, how can we still rally around a common purpose mm -hmm. that will give us purpose? Um, that would give us um, that day-to-day -day drive to, to see sowers harvest, not only be a place of mission, um, but also be a place where we are being profitable, mm -hmm. uh, where we are caring about each cup, um, mm -hmm. caring about each dish. Uh, we are committed to um, donating our, our net profits to, to All Nations Bible Translation um, and to, uh, to other areas as well, mm -hmm. um, fighting human trafficking uh, and also a local pregnancy uh, resource mm -hmm. clinic here. So this has been a two and a half year process. What have you learned? Um, how, um, that's a big question, but like what's some things that you're like, oh wow, you know, I didn't know that two and a half years ago. How's it impacted you? One of the things that we started out with was we didn't want to in any way um, pull ourselves away from our congregation here. Mm -hmm. um, and those relationships, uh, we have my, you know, my wife and I have several children. Um, you know, how can we run? How can we be involved in the food industry? Mm -hmm. and not harm other relationships. Anyone involved in the food industry knows the challenges that it brings to the table. It's often very demanding, long hours. Uh, we've seen, my wife and I have seen uh, different times uh, in our lives of friends uh, who've been involved in that and how it has uh, maybe in some, t some place, some points done more harm than good. So that's one of the things we've learned. Probably second is we start out with way too big of a menu. Um, and people were telling us, you know, Brian Linnell, you guys are gonna, 
shrink that menu down. Yeah. You don't need a huge menu. Um, and so we've, we've shrunk that too as we went along. And sometimes we're biting our fingernails worried about, you know, how is this going to affect our sales? Because um, we did have customers, you know, walk out the door. So we, that's another thing we've learned too, is that you don't need a huge menu. Well, and then the other thing is, so you, you obviously you've learned a lot about the food industry, about setting up, you know, a cafe. How have people responded, um, the local community? Have they, I mean, obviously you're, you're staying pretty busy. So yeah, what's the response been? And one of the, you know, obviously we're in a very liberal town. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a college town, uh, very, very progressive, uh, very liberal. Mm -hmm. um, and so as we've thought about, you know, how do we want to present ourselves, you know, as a, as a kingdom business? Uh, what, do, what does that look like? How does that mm -hmm. feel? Um, one of our things that we talk about a lot was we wanted to be an oasis uh, of friendship mm. and fellowship. And so mm -hmm. one of the realities of, of a college town is that 30% of students are, are like critically lonely. Um, mm. People wow. have a facade on, you won't realize that, but that is the case. One of the things we thought about a lot, uh, thought about at the beginning a lot is how does that look? Like, mm -hmm. do, we, um, do we put Bible verses all over the walls? <laughs> yeah, so how, how do we want those first impressions um, mm -hmm. to, to be when they come in the door? So trying to make an, uh, an atmosphere where uh, the atheist would, would feel welcome. And I have a good friend who comes in here every Friday um, who, who is an atheist, and it's been um, exciting to see him coming back every Friday morning, spending several hours here working from here. And so but I believe that the, the presence of God is here mm -hmm. uh, with our workers. Um, that's a huge part of that. Could you go into a little more detail like on the impact? Like what's the impact been on the, on the local community? And so I think of a conversation I had right there the other day um, with a student. She comes in every day. She talks about how she loves coming here to study. Mm -hmm. um, because it's, it's peaceful here. Um, mm. the, the, the employees are so kind to her. And so she comes back every day and, mm -hmm. and I see her, I see um, the other day I saw one of the ladies who worked on the counter sitting with her and talking with her. Um, and to me that's, that's thrilling to see our team mm -hmm. being able to come out, sit down with mm -hmm. them and, and talk with them. Another really uh, important thing for me is, uh, a win for me is when I can take one of our customers and take them to our, one of our services. Mm -hmm. um, this past Sunday there was an Iranian couple um, wow. with their son at our service and had supper with us. Um, that's a win when I can get people from here take that next step, to come to my place for a meal, to come and join our congregation for a service where they can ask others questions, they can see how, what does it look like to be part of a, a body? Um, what does it look like to be a follower of Jesus? And they can see a much better picture of that, a uh, much fuller picture of that, when they're with a body of believers in a worship service and a fellowship meal. Yeah. And so um, that's exciting, that's a win. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Anabaptist Perspectives. For more information, you can go to our website at anabaptistperspectives.org, where we have a blog, and this material is also available in video form on YouTube and Facebook, both under the name Anabaptist Perspectives. This podcast is also available on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Anchor. We would love to hear your feedback, so if you have any thoughts on something that was shared on this show, please let us know. Again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Anabaptist Perspectives. Your listening and sharing this with friends helps more people find our episodes. A special thanks to all of you who support Anabaptist Perspectives financially. We are here because of you. 
If you haven't had the chance to give yet this year, would you consider making a year-end donation? You can donate on our website or by check. Thank you so much for listening and supporting Anabaptist Perspectives. Thank you for joining us for this episode. We invite you to join our monthly partner program. Monthly partners are key to the financial sustainability of Anabaptist Perspectives. Partners also gain access to bonus content, including our exclusive podcast where we respond to audience questions and comments. Sign up at anabaptistperspectives.org.